Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 207. It's your boy, A-Dub. And your boy, Stuart. What's up, Slack family? What's going on out there, guys? What it do, what it do. And yes, we want to start off the show real quick by saying a big happy birthday to our boy, Strizzy. He's here on his birthday grinding. Can't miss a Tuesday, but shout out to you, my brother. Happy birthday from me and from all the Slack fam. As y'all are joining in, make sure y'all let him know uh, what's good. So, hey, <laughs> fam. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. You know, you know what it is. You know, saying ain't missing a Tuesday for nothing. You know what I mean? So even either, either we slack express it or whatever it is, you know, you know I was gonna be here. So appreciate appreciate all the birthday love. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a lot of birthday wishes today. So, uh, but you know, I'm I'm exactly where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? So here we are. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, yes, we definitely appreciate it. We got a couple people jumping in on the show already. We got pops. Good evening. What's up, pops? Grace, she says happy birthday, Streets. Thanks, Grace. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I feel like it came way too fast. Honestly, I swear to God, I feel like we just did this not too long ago last year. You know what I'm saying? Was, was just happy birthday and stuff. So, man, this is just so quick, man. It's so fast. I know. I feel like, you know, the more time goes by, like the faster it goes, man. We just like, we just be trying to hold on, you know, and really pay attention <laughs> to what's going on because it goes crazy. so fast. But. That's what's up. Um, definitely want to thank you guys for being here with us. And again, a big happy birthday to you, my brother. Uh, we're going to do our, our normal thing, but uh, we want you guys to be a part of the show. So don't be afraid to hit that like button and don't be afraid to uh, to comment on the show as well. Um, we got Unc. Hello from Texas. What up, Unc? Hello. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get this thing popping. I'm going to bring yeah. in my graphics. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to jump to that in a minute. But this first story... It's kind of scandalous, man. We're gonna go ahead and get into our first, uh, our first topic of the day. What's up next? Oh, let's check it out, man, real quick. Oh, tune to NFL, NFL talk. talk. Let's get it. Oh man, okay. So we got to jump in on this story um, that really broke earlier this week, and it is just kind of crazy. Um, yeah. We have Michael Orr. Um, who is basically suing the family that quote unquote adopted him. Um, and um, it turns out, I guess earlier this year, he found out that this family has never actually adopted uh, him. And they actually just had like a conservatorship um, and that gave them a chance to, I can never say that word, but that gave them yeah. a chance to basically like make the movie deals and agree to use his rights um, without him getting money from it. So um, if you guys don't know the story of the blind side, um, it is a true story, but it's basically about this family that kind of took in this football player um, and, you know, um, adopted him as part of their family and kind of helped him um, from, you know, avoiding like being on the streets and things like that. So um, turns out it was all based on what Michael Orr now himself is saying is a lie. Yeah, man, it's, kind of, it's actually really crazy. Um, you know what I mean? And, and as you know, too, like Michael Orr, too, he has a... a you know, like a disability as well, you know what I mean, in, in regards to kind of like a mental disability, right? So like, he, not, I don't want to say that, he, that he's not all there, but when it comes to, to learning and picking things up, you know, like, like, a, like, like a, no, I don't want to say normal human being would, but y'all y'all know what I'm basically trying to say, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, he's a, a little yeah, slower, yeah, yeah, a little slower than others. So, you know, I, unfortunately, man, like I, you see stuff like this happen all the time. So honestly, I wholeheartedly believe it. You know what I mean? Obviously records will indicate, you know what I mean? Whether or not they did or did not um, adopt him. And I'm guessing if you found out they didn't, they didn't, 
So for them to, to take advantage of, of a kid at the time, you know what I mean, which makes things even worse. You know what I mean? I, I definitely hope that they get everything that's coming to them. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I mean that negatively. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I swear to God, I do. Like, yeah. I definitely do. Yeah, it's crazy to see. I'm interested to see how this continues to unravel. You know, if he wins his lawsuit against the family, um, they're claiming that they didn't make money off of the movie, but you know, they do have careers based on like, I think she's a motivational speaker and they've kind of built part of their careers also off of being like the family from the blind side, you know, exactly. Um, exactly. But I, I, can't, I can't believe that, you know, that, that that's coming out, but it, it's one of those things, right. Where like some things sound too good to be true. And unfortunately this was kind of that situation. The crazy right. thing is like, he was already an all American football player. Like before this adoption happened, you know, he was already like, I think 17, going on 18 years old and like the the saddest part to me about it is like he really did like come into that family because he wanted to be a part of their family and like i have no doubt that they did like treat him well or you know that that was nice for him but right. he also had their ulterior motives clearly and mm -hmm. it's uh you know it, it's it's sad that it's coming out then uh and now but michael Orr did go on to have you know a successful professional career he is retired now yep. um and he has his own family now and everything like that so I just want to say, you know, props to him, and and, and I feel for him going through that and kind of um, unraveling this truth that he's been learning. I guess at, like earlier this year, basically, it's been coming out. So definitely, it's crazy. Um, yeah, Pop says I knew the Blandside family was screwing him over, lied about his mental health in the movie. Yeah, and they did. You know, Hollywood dramatized it. So again, I'm curious Always. to see Sandra Bullock. Like, is she going to come out and say something like? I know she was just presented the script and she's like, oh, cool. But it's like, I remember that that family was like around and like that lady like standing next to Sandra Bullock and stuff. So, well, of course, yeah, I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, the writers have to, you know, hear the story, they'll dramatize it, of course. But, you know, they were around, you know, they were there, you know, they were able to see probably more than what you know, everybody else would see. So I think it would be actually pretty cool if Sandra Bullock came out a little bit. You know, what I mean, maybe even helped him in his lawsuit. You know, what I mean, like, because that's yeah. That's that's a crappy situation, you know what I mean? I know, and these people were ready to run with the story and make the movie, but it's like, dang, they didn't do no background check. Like, oh, is he actually adopted? Like, yeah, know, like right? that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Hunk says, yeah, that wow, that's sleazy. Um, but yeah, but basically, they never actually adopted him. They tricked him into signing paperwork that gave them like the rights to his name and his story. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy. Um, yeah. and, uh, it works in the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, dang. Um, but that's rough, man. That, that's really rough. I definitely feel for him. Um, Pops and Unc also both dropped a happy birthday for you. I know. I saw that. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Um, now, moving on to some other news. Um, we have Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets officially. Um, I think it's like around $8 million, $8.5 million, which is, you know, less than what the franchise tag was going to be or what the, the top running backs are going to get. I'm a little bit surprised by that, um, knowing that it's been this long, but maybe he didn't have any other suitors. But what did you kind of think of him ultimately landing with the Jets and for that number? Um, I, I think it's great for him. You know what I mean? I, I think considering considering the fact that, you know, most running backs right now aren't getting, um, you know, longer term deals. So he gets it for, was it 8.6 8. million, something like that? 8 million or something like yeah. that? Um, I think it's great for him. I think it's also great for the Jets. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I mean, when he's healthy, he's he's great. You know what I mean? I think it's going to play a bigger role. But I think also with them coming in and having kind of the running backs that they have, 
he won't have to be the bell cow that he's normally been in, in Minnesota. So um, I think as long as he's healthy and can continue playing well and run the, block, uh, run the ball well, I actually think it's actually a pretty good um, a good thing for him. You know what I mean? They have their quarterback. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is used to having two uh, two good running backs behind him. You know what I mean? But you know, back when he had in in, um, in, in uh, Green Bay, so I, I I think if he couldn't go, I think the Bills would have been a, a better fit for him. If I'm being honest, but I, I think Jets probably the next best thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Jets is awesome uh, place for him. And yeah. it kind of helps their their um, their youngster Hall too because exactly. he got activated today. It does yeah. help them both because they're both you know very talented, but they both you know have had injury issues already. Yeah. So maybe that that tandem can be really dangerous. I think that that's like a really great one two punch. I don't even know who's one and two depending on how Hall comes back. So true, true. He's coming back from a pretty crappy injury, that's for sure. Yeah. So we'll see what's up with that. But um, the Jets are also on Hard Knocks. I haven't watched Hard Knocks. I'm like the downest on Hard Knocks I've been like. (laughs) I haven't watched one episode yet. And every time I open up Max, you know what I'm saying, I I see it and I look at it. Yeah. And I just keep scrolling, dog. I don't know why. I I ain't done it yet. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm usually like flocking to Hard Knocks or at least watching the very first episode and getting excited and seeing what's going on. But. Um, but yeah, so, um, I think that's what's up. We'll continue to move along with another signing that pops was just mentioning another running back signing. We got Ezekiel Elliott going to the Patriots. Um, I think that this is a good landing spot for him. I can see him like having a lot of touchdowns, but not a lot of yards, you know, but just them using him kind of, uh, in, in that goal line situation. Again, like the Jerome Bettis type of thing is is perfect for him. Um, but yeah, he got three million dollars uh, a contract for the one year, and then with incentives up to five. So, yeah. uh, pops kind of reporting on that one. Um, what do you think about the landing spot though for his presence? Honestly, it sucks. I, I, I've, you know, you know, <laughs> I've never really been much of a Cowboy fan, but I've always really liked Ezekiel Elliott. You know, what I mean, I, I think that they, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to say they ran him into the ground essentially because like cause that's you know he he was he was so good you know what I mean like he just right. He, you know, he feed me, you know what I mean? So like I, I get it. Um so I, I would have I really would have wished they would have kept held on to him to you to use him the exact same way they used him last year, goal line right. stuff, right? I think he had every single last one of his touchdowns except for one came within six yards. You know what I right. mean? Like they were all really it was just the money, money, the money issue. So you would have been okay if they brought him back after they cut him or just like for less money? To figure it out. For less money, yeah. I mean, yeah. the Patriots are only giving him three million. Five million with incentives, like like Pop said. So like, I don't know if they were going to give him much less than that. You know, if they're going to give him way less than that, then yeah, go get your money, dog. Like, but it just kind of sucks. Because the reason why I don't like it is because I don't. I feel like the Patriots are going to be worse this year again. Like, I don't think they're going to be much better. And I feel a lot of times too. You know what I mean? I just feel like a lot of times, like this might be like where Zeke goes, and after this, his career just continues to go down you know what i'm saying like i i don't and i don't want that for him i want him to go somewhere where like even if if you were to go to the bills i'd be like hell yeah that's that's a great spot for you you know what i mean i'm just so i'm a little worried about him at the bills with that offense as it's been really bad ever since tom brady left the offense has not been good at all so um but you're right he's not he's not going to be the bell cow for him he's not going to get you know the the 225 touches you know what i mean that he you know used to getting and so maybe it'll be different but i'm just I don't know. I just I feel like 
right now it's like players are going to New England to <laughs> I don't want to die, but to like almost retire. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's what it's been lately. So and, and I, I enjoy seeing Zeke in the league, man. So I don't I don't I don't know. But uh, who knows? Maybe they can figure something out. Maybe they'll start trusting Mac Jones more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but you know, I, I'm glad he found a job though. That, that's most important. Like he's on a team. We get to see him play next year. Yeah. Um, I just hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I, no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I kind of. I I hope you're wrong too. Um, it is sad because it's like you know you would think he'd be like a cowboy for life, right? And he's yeah. gonna have such a limited role, which he mm-hmm. probably won't have a big role up there. Like he could have, like you said, done that with the Cowboys, but. It'll be interesting to see him move on. It's cool to see him work with Bill Belichick. You know, he'll he'll be smart about how they use him. Mm-hmm. So I think it could be I think it could be a good thing. Um, but again, yeah, we'll 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 see. Um, didn't he have like twelve? Only, what's that? Didn't he have like twelve plus touchdowns last year? That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I'm like, so I'm like, I mean, when, yeah, like you get there, man. He's so I don't know. Like I just he's still good in the short yard. Yeah, exactly. They could have kept yeah. him. It is crazy though too that like this is only well this he's going into his seventh year so yeah he had six years with the Cowboys like it feels like it went fast but it also feels like he's been around forever too so I don't even really know I True. guess for a running back these days that's good you know yeah I True that um, Unk says wow that's a huge drop running backs are used to uh, used and thrown aside to forget for sure there's really like are. Todd Gurley Sony Michelle like yeah. all these guys that are basically like. If you get to that second contract, you're good, but you're probably not going to get to that third. By then, you're just like a veteran, you know. Um, yep. So that's crazy. Um, also, some Cowboys news though. We do have uh, Zach Martin got re-signed. Um, he was actually holding out, and uh, that's a big part of the Cowboys' offensive line right there. Definitely. He's been an All-Pro in six seasons out of his seven seasons, I think, or maybe all six. Maybe he's only going into his seventh as well. So um, that's huge. They kind of renegotiated him up to now being the third highest um, paid uh, guard in the league, which is pretty legit. Uh, he yeah. didn't get top dollar, but still secured his future with the Cowboys. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad that they handled that business for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really more things like that going on. Uh, I did want to ask you, though, did you see anybody in preseason action this week, uh, this weekend that you kind of thought kind of stood out to you at all? Uh, yeah, well, number one, I, I'd say the Bears and Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Um, I think his first two passes both went for touchdowns, <laughs> you know what I mean, and, and mm-hmm. Fields. So the passes looked great. DJ Moore looked great. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest things. It was like, cool, you got your number one receiver. Uh, they still, you know, they, they also have uh, 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 Chase Pool too, as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, but DJ great. is obviously the clear number one, as, as he was in Carolina. Um, so I saw that. I saw I watched a lot of that game, and they definitely look good until, you know, the, the, the starters went out. Um, I actually really – it's funny because we got our, our butts handed to us, but I really liked what I saw in Bryce Young um, in regards to just his decision-making, right? The mm-hmm. offensive line did not hold up. So, at first, I was a little annoyed, you know what I mean? Because I was like, come on, guys. Like, Give him a chance. Yeah, exactly. But um, no interceptions. I uh, went four for six. Um, one thing that a lot of quarterbacks don't do or learn right away is, you know, when – when a play is falling apart, either throw it away or get down. Um, and, you know, they put themselves in bad situations. And instead of taking a sack, he just immediately hit the ground. Like, there's nothing there. Hit the ground. Didn't get, you know, didn't get hurt or anything like that. And I think that's something that he needs to learn. Or I'm glad that he already knows because he's such a small guy. So one of my biggest fears is him getting clobbered by some of these big defensive linemen or linebackers. You know what I mean? So um, I like what I saw from him. Loved what I saw from Chark. 
uh, Chark and uh, Adam Thielen and where he placed the balls where only they could get it. So yeah. I see a lot of promise in him. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. But uh, we did we did get our butts handed to us uh, against the Jets in preseason. But it's preseason game one. And uh, on the brighter side, everything's new. Almost our entire team is new. The whole coaching staff is new. Right. So I, I think if we can put things together by like week four, week five, I, I think we'll be all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, I did like what I saw out of them, too. Um, because, yeah, you know, it's all about the future and just kind of seeing what's out there. Yeah. At the end of the, the game, the actual score result doesn't really matter too much. Um, oh, Ravens, man. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, too. Anthony Richardson for the Colts, man. He looked good, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think he had two two passes dropped, you know what I'm saying, I think, by, by, his, by his receivers that were, like, touchdowns. And I, I think he actually looked good. Yeah, I think he had that one that one interception early, or maybe it was a I think it was an interception. I think, but but he looked really really good though. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I had him on there too. That was one that he looked good for me, and he actually was named the Colts starter officially yeah. for Week One today. Yeah. Uh, so so congrats to him uh, beating out the veteran Gardner Minshew on that one. Um, I figured as much though. It's like if you're gonna draft a guy and you know you're going for the talent and the athleticism. You gotta yeah. just put him out there, you know. Exactly. He's gonna have to figure it out. So. Yeah. Plus, who's he gonna learn behind? Who else is there? You know right. what I mean? Like, like I mean, like, granted, yes, you can learn from from a veteran, but like, who's there? That's like the dude. You know, he's not playing behind Patrick Mahomes. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, so just get him out there, Richardson. Yeah. But man, his passes were man. <laughs> they were oh man. And anyone who was talking about his you know accuracy, nah, he was on the money. If anything, his receivers need to give up some cash. Cause they were dropping his passes like crazy, man. He looked great. Yeah, no, I feel you. Pops like it on that one. He said another good call. Richardson is amazing already. He's gonna be really fun to watch. He I is, definitely dude. think so. And another guy, though, I gotta sneak this in there. Stetson yeah. Bennett looked pretty sharp in his debut for the Rams. I know he didn't even get the start technically. He went in, you know, in like second string for preseason, which is really not, you know too high up there, but he Still. looked pretty sharp. He, he did his thing. He got his throws out there, so that was kind of interesting, yeah. um, and it's cool he was playing in the same building that he played his last college game in. So. For sure. It's great for him, too, because even if he doesn't make that Rams team, he's still showing out, he's still showing out for, for other teams, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad he not only got his playing time, but did well as well. Yeah, and I really do think, I don't know, you know, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, but Matthew Stafford last year, you know, Man, he, he 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 his body was not holding up very well. Yeah, I could see Stetson Bennett good. Right. So I could see Stetson Bennett kind of sneaking in, you know, and he could be kind of like a Brock Purdy guy, like where it's like, you know, not not necessarily like the success that he had right away, but if he's in a system, maybe he exactly. can, you know, make it work and keep things moving. So Sean McVay is so good offensively. Just I mean, he's he's another coach who who just like Shanahan came from the same same uh, same people, you know what I mean? So if anybody can get the most out of them, it's him. But I, I agree with you, man. Like when Matthew Stafford was healthy last year, he didn't look good. Yeah. Uh, I think he got that Super Bowl. He's just kind of chilling now. <laughs> He's like, man, I took all that beating in Detroit. I did all that work. So <laughs> I know. Oh, it's time. It's glory days now. Um, all right, let me jump into the comments real quick before we close things out. We want to welcome in Kelly. Ooh. She says hello from San Diego. Welcome to the show. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, we appreciate you, and we hope that you're being safe and enjoying your time out of town. Um, also, we have Anthony Weston in the building. What's good, Anthony? Um, appreciate you. 
He said uh, Bryce Young could use DJ Moore, you think? Yeah, for sure. It's too bad they had to get, give him up. I know. I know that's your boy. I know that one's still – that's going to sting for a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Pops also agrees with you about um, about your boy. He says uh, he looked cool making decisions and took one big hit and got up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Um, Anthony West says Chiefs and Chris Jones need to get a deal done. That's yeah. for sure. We'll be um, we'll be we'll be seeing, but there's not too many signings left to be made, honestly. And it's right. like time now where it's only like really if you're a veteran, you can kind of just come in at, at this point. But anybody else, you're gonna be behind the eight ball. So we'll see. Pops likes the Chiefs' young receivers. Unc asks Stafford retiring. I don't think so, but I think he wasn't gonna be far off. You know, I I, I don't I don't know how yeah. much he has left in the tank. Andrew Luck definitely not coming back. Um, and then, oh, where's Michael Orr from? Michael Orr actually played, he played for Mississippi State. Um, or no, I'm sorry, Ole Miss, Ole Miss. He's Ole an Miss. Ole Miss yeah, yeah. Um, and um, Pops would mention though, he had no mental issues. Family has admitted such in a book and per court documents that were published. And yeah, that he is worse. He had with the with the movie is that they portrayed him um, to have you know all kinds of things. So. That makes it even worse. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but definitely uh, a sad story. Another sad story that we did want to, to really quick say is rest in peace to Alex Collins. Yeah. Um, he was definitely a standout at Arkansas, one of only five SEC players to ever rush for 1,000 yards three years in a row. Um, got to play for the Ravens and the Seahawks in the league, um, but he passed away suddenly in a, a motorcycle accident the other day. Um, so we definitely wanted to just say rest in peace. Um, crazy. It was twenty-eight. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Very young, um, but definitely kind of a bright person and, and a person that um, a lot of people, you know, uh, were very fond of. So it's um, sad to see that. Um, yeah, I did. I did things. see that. Did you guys hear? Yeah. So I did see that um, too. That would have been crazy. That would have been cool for Philip Rivers to have that opportunity, though. That'd be funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might have been like not worth it though, too. You know, you never know if he would have been really ready, but that would be <laughs> I know. I feel like I feel like I feel like teams, you know, it sounds cool and all, but like you gotta be careful with that because then like you, you like you might start seeing that stuff a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're yeah. gonna sign this dude, like you know what I mean? Like, it's like we don't it. need to know, like if it didn't happen, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to know at this point. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. All right, we're gonna keep it moving though. Let's go ahead and go to our next topic. All right, NBA talk. Uh, definitely got to start off with James Harden uh, the other day emphatically announcing that Daryl Morey is a liar and that he doesn't, it will not be a part of any organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. And this comes after basically a couple days after the Sixers basically said they were going to stop trade talks for James Harden and go ahead and just keep him and make it work and run it back with him, even though they agreed uh, that they would work out a trade if he had opted in back into his contract. So, uh, Strizzy, what did you think of the uh, James Harden and his comments? The, the, I can't even say the trio because it ain't really been Russell, but, <laughs> like, you know, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden over the last couple of years have been 
divas and a half, bro. Like, you have a contract, right? Like, he was probably going to opt into his contract regardless because he's not going to go anywhere else and make $48 million. Then right. you know, and, and you know, for a year or whatever. Like he ain't been that good. He had like he had one big highlight game in the in the playoffs when everyone was like, "Oh snap, is the old James Harden back?" And then he went right back to being who we all know him to be, right? And and like to come out and just to just to be like, "Oh, I'm not. I'll never." Like, that he's been your dude, right? He was your dude in Houston. He brought you over there in Philly because you wanted to trade out of New Jersey. So he went out there and got you. And now all of a sudden he's a liar. Like, dog, right. like, you're not easy to move. Your contract is huge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're getting older. You're slower. Like, I'm sorry. You're just not the same dude you were when you were playing for D'Antoni uh, in, in Houston. So I'm pretty sure he's trying to move him. But it just ain't working. They're just not getting the value that they think they can get for him. So I think... I think James honestly is doing the exact same thing that he did in Houston to be moved is to be annoying as hell and, and to be basically not a team player. Right. That'll force their hand to move them for whatever. So I, I think it's kind of BS. And, and at this point in time, I'm usually on the side of the players when it comes to like their contracts, but I think the NBA needs to do something about, not necessarily these fully guaranteed contracts because these dudes make so much money, but like there really has to be something that in the thing that says like we will pay you your contract guaranteed as long as you're playing games. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's something, gonna sit yeah. out, if he's gonna sit out, why would we have to pay you for that? You're not you're not living up to your end of the deal. Why should we have to live up to ours? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> then it gets court sloppy and all that stuff like that. But I just get rid of him. Try to get what you can for him. Um, obviously, you can't get rid of him for nothing because his contract's so big. But mm -hmm. like, I feel like this type of stuff like brings your stock down negatively. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm another team, why would I want James Harden everywhere he goes? He wants out and makes it a big deal publicly after a year or two. Like, I there's no way in heck I want somebody like that on my team. I just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And I, I, I agree. I, I'm loving some of these comments. I want to jump to them real quick. Um, Anthony West says, I don't know what he's been told by the GM, but at what point is it the player? Yeah. Especially like you alluded to, Strizzy, like Daryl Morris, his guy, like that's the whole, they followed each other around. So yeah. Um, Pop says, Harden has more leverage than experts are saying because he can completely kill teams' chemistry. <laughs> and that is so true. Like that is. is leverage. That's what he's doing. Like, that's what this kind of stunt type of thing is. Is like yeah. he's like, I'm just gonna say it publicly, and then that way they'll yeah. have to get rid of me. So, yeah. um, pretty crazy. Um, says, why do these guys assume it's not okay to honor your contracts? I agree. It's like they, especially with him, he opted in. So if the worst thing that happens is you get your 48 million and you have to play in Philadelphia one more year, like just do it. Then that's that's. Exactly. I mean, it's gonna exactly. be worth it. Anthony you have a West much better coach, in my opinion. I, I, I don't think – I really don't think much of Doc Rivers as a coach, at least not anymore. Um, yeah. And so I think you've got a better coach. He's going to be better with them defensively. Like, you still have a legit chance to be competitive in the East on that team. Figure right. it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. If um, Miami can beat Boston with what they got, there's no reason 76ers should be able to beat Boston too. Definitely. I know, and that's why it's like if they do want to run it back, um, 
you know, that might be their best chance based on what they're being offered. So, yeah. um, and also I, apparently um, um, Embiid took all of his uh, Sixers related stuff off of his social media. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but we'll see if that, what, what that, you know, if that's just general dissent or if that's just a coincidence. Unk says Embiid asked for a trade as well. I, I don't think that he has, or at least we haven't heard of that. But Pops is saying, please demand a trade. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we get back, we'll be better than we are. Uh, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Um, Unk says, I can't feel bad for guys ma- making millions just to play basketball. I agree. I agree. Exactly. And yeah, um, he, Joel Embiid did post something, and you know he took all his seventy six stuff going down. Man, get, get rid of them both and do exactly what the uh, what um, the Oklahoma City Thunder did. Like that team right now looks great. They looked so good last year without Chet. And man, I'm I'm telling you, Chet's gonna be their difference maker, dog. Like I I, I loved what I saw from that kid in in, in summer league. Um, you still got Shy coming back, who had you know an MVP season. If the Thunder were a little bit better, you know what I mean. Like he right. looked phenomenal. Uh, but I think that team's gonna be something to mess with. They still have a bunch of first round picks for the future. Like, oh, they man, are man. gonna be good. They're you know gonna be awesome to watch. Unload both of them, get them both out of there and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Hunk says, I'm not complaining, but I can verify soldiers are not compensated millions while deployed to combat zones. That's for sure. <laughs> right. From perspective. For uh, sure. Mom says, Sorry, I'm late. Love you guys. Oh, Love no you worries. Too. Appreciate you dropping in. Um, definitely appreciate you being here and being a part of the show. Always. We love you too. Um, so interesting last kind of story that we have though for ESPN, speaking of Doc Rivers, um, but really wanted to lead with Doris Burke here. So ESPN, you know, has finally gotten rid of Van Gundy and and Mark Jackson. They're both gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I never really liked that them like listening to them banter back and forth during the NBA. Um, I think Mike Breen is good though as like you know as like a lead commentator. Yeah. But the new top team is going to be Doris Burke and Doc Rivers alongside Mike Breen. Um, Doc Rivers has a scratchy voice, so I don't know how that's going to work for that. No. He's definitely know. knowledgeable about the game, but maybe he'll do better in this role than he has these last couple of years coaching. But what do you think of this this pairing for ESPN uh, basketball? Same way you kind of feel. I think Doris Burke is always fun to listen to. Like, you know, she's she's she, OG. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody loves her. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like the interviews are going to be cool. They're going to be great as they always have been. Or actually, probably won't even do anymore. But, like, I, but I, I'm with you. Like, Doc's voice is so deep and so scratchy. Like, he, I feel like he's going to be, like, <laughs> taking deep breaths in between these these you know, commentator these commentator roles. Like, I, I just don't know if he'll – He'll be that great at it, but who knows? You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll see what he does. Yeah. Anthony reminds us that Doc used to do it for TNT. That's true, but yeah. I don't know if his voice is going to hold up, but maybe if it's only a couple games a week, you know? True. Um, true. We'll see. Unlike Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame speech, I actually didn't see the speech, but I did see he brought his dad up on stage with him, which is really pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and also, Paul Gasol thanked Kobe during his speech. Yeah, he's talked numerous times about how Kobe basically changed his career, like and ignited him, like to get his full potential out there, which is you know what Kobe strived to do with a lot of you know you know in his own way. Yep. Um, but um, definitely, definitely really cool for Paul Gasol. They're gonna um, when, when they retire his number this year, it's gonna go next to Kobe's two numbers. So yeah. that's that's cool. Um, 
But um, that's all we really have for basketball. Um, let's see what's <laughs> Pop says. <laughs> Jackson duo love Doris, but Doc's voice is sketchy. Yeah, exactly how I feel. Exactly how I feel, Pops. We'll see if like we'll see if it's not too bad to listen to. But honestly, I wouldn't mind if um Doc got bumped like halfway through the season for Hubie Brown. Like move him up, you know? Because yeah, I love listening to Hubie Brown, but they always put him on like the third or fourth. Like like they put him on like the alternate alternate games, and I'm like, dude, he should be on the top because he's smart. Like he's he's really he breaks down the game like so you can understand it really well. So yep, I love him, but um. Also, though, basketball-related, not NBA talk, but kind of NBA talk, we do have the Commissioner's Cup um, that's going on tonight. Actually, I think it just started at 6-2 when we started, but it's the Aces versus the Liberty, and this is the WNBA's version of their, like, in-season playoff, and it's kind of cool that they kind of started it, and now the NBA is biting their idea a a couple years later. So um, I just thought I would definitely mention that. I'm going for the Aces. I think they're going to take everything. Yeah, me too. I got them as well. Uh, they, the NBA also released the uh, the end season tournament schedule too. So you. Oh you, yeah, I did see that. So yeah, they designated which games are going to contribute to to the schedule. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they got the dates. They got the dates down there, and who and when they're going to play each other. So um, that's out there too. I wonder, man. It's going to be very interesting. We'll definitely talk about it week to week as we go. But I wonder, like, if they're going to put a different thing, like on the court when it's that, or like, you yeah. know, if they're going to do any kind of thing different. Um, to kind of designate it or, or like, honestly, too, if the teams are even going to care, like, and, you know, I think maybe the teams will just play it normal, but if they get to the end, then they'll care. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Bob says, hey, in-season tournaments. Um, Anthony Weston says, Doc was paired with Hubie Brown when he was a comp. Dang, that's crazy. See? Anthony Weston got all the information. I know. We appreciate you, my brother. Stay um, on. All right, we're going to keep this thing moving. Not too many more topics to, to really get into, but definitely wanted to hit on this one. Um, as we know, NFL preseason is, is back, and we know college football is not too far away. It will be popping off Labor Day weekend. The first AP polls came out, and we had the Georgia Bulldogs on top. Again, uh, followed closely by Michigan, who has, like, Michigan has two dynamic running backs. Like, they're going to be really gangster this year, even though they're going to be missing their coach for the first four games. That's not going to really matter. Um, then we have Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, USC out there holding it down for their last tour in the Pac-12, followed yep. by Penn State, Florida State back up there, Clemson, and Washington. So um, definitely even just seeing the AP polls come out gets me excited for college football. Like that first Saturday when there's like 60 games on. <laughs> I know. It's like such a dream. But um, what are you thinking about, about the ratings and how you think your Sooners are going to do this year? I mean, I'll be completely honest. I have like no, like no hope for the Sooners as of right now. I feel like they're kind of a lost team right now. They're trying to figure things out. You know what I mean? New coach last year. They kind of lost everything. I, I and I think with Lincoln Riley moving over to USC, I think that kind of really hurt recruiting as well. But yeah. I think with getting right with it, I think right now their biggest thing right now is let's just get through this. We have the get the SEC coming soon in, in another next two years. I think um, yeah. in twenty twenty five. Um, so I think that's where their focus primarily is now. They'll, you know, they'll try to win because they've always been one of the top schools, you know what I mean, college football. But I, I just feel like they're just kind of I – think, I think they're like 22nd or something like that, or 20th right right now or something like that. Probably their lowest starting preseason poll like in a minute. 
might be ever, dog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's going history. But um, I think Georgia right now is still like the team to be. I think I think Kirby Smart has proven that his his system is really really working. You know, players want to go there, um, and and he's proven that he doesn't need uh, a top recruited quarterback to do it. You know, and they back to back championships. You know, so I still think it's there's the win. USC is my dark horse this year. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like they they had a really good season last year. I think they have a really good chance at you know doing well this, this upcoming season. Um, be really tough for them to be able to beat a team like Georgia, probably even Bama. But they're kind of my dark horse team for this upcoming season. I think they're going to be doing a lot better, especially with uh, Caleb Martin again coming back for his uh, junior year. I think so. Yeah. We'll see. Caleb Williams, yeah. Williams, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb Martin, yeah. I think, yeah, I, I could see USC getting there. I think they should be able to get in. Uh, last year was they had they had their big chance, you know, to get into the playoff. Yep. And things could have been completely different. Yep. Um, I do think though they they sneak into a playoff, they might have the offense to 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 you know um, to to really change things up. Uh, kind of like Ohio State almost did to Georgia last year. So never really, yeah, you never really know. Um, I, I think that it's going to be really tough for Georgia to three peat. But they have their schedule on their side. That's definitely a favor because their schedule is not tough. They're going to get a chance to have the SEC championship. They're going to get a yep. chance to get into the playoff. So you never you never really know. Um, but I definitely think Alabama. You can't really count them out. Definitely. And Florida State, yeah, as Pop says, um, Florida State. They um, they have been putting together really good recruiting classes. I think that they're back to kind of make some noise too. That's kind of interesting. True. So Unc is uh, rooting for them as well. But um. Yep. Um, Anthony West says, look at those Big Ten teams, Washington and USC. Sure. <laughs> it's so crazy to think that they're going to be in the Big Ten. Like, it just doesn't really make sense. But we'll we'll get um, we'll get used to it, you know. We'll adapt. Um, Anthony West and Mizzou snagged the number three overall recruit. That's what's up. Um, I like Missouri so much. Like, I really do root for them. And um, even though they're like a, a kind of a smaller school in the SEC, like, they still compete really hard. Um, so I root for the Mizzou too. So I'm with you there on Anthony. Um, Unc says Caleb Williams will get drafted by the Cardinals. They will misuse his talent as well. <laughs> the Cardinals just try to go get all of Lincoln Riley's ex players, right? Pretty much. Maybe, maybe, hopefully, Caleb has a better head on his shoulders than Kyler does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. But no, I, I think I think though Caleb Williams. He's gonna be out for out for blood this year. I think he's gonna go off this year a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, let's keep things moving. I think we got soccer next. Oh yeah. Um, so definitely want to talk to soccer a little bit. We got the new news that Neymar is going to Al Halal. So yeah. he is now the latest um top flight European player to go to the Saudi League. Um the big, you know, the big deal is that the Saudi League has basically four teams that are like funded by the same people that fund Live Golf, and they're like going out for all the big players and really pr- trying to just basically buy the best players in the world, like as if yeah. you had Monopoly money, you had your own, like you could make your own franchise type of thing on Madden, like it's they crazy. just go for it. Um, but but um, what do you think though? Do you think that this trend will really catch on and they can build a good league, or do you think it's just kind of like a gimmick? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, if you keep bringing over these like really big players, like it, it might, you know what I mean. But it's gonna be tough when you only have so many teams, and the, you know, and, and like who's 
it's kind of it's kind of. I don't want to say who's watching these games because soccer is such a, a worldwide sport. It's not a it's not a, a U.S. sport, right? So like, there probably are people watching these games. We're just not really able to really watch them, you know, like like others are. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, I see how well Messi's doing, and I know we'll get to him soon. But it's mm-hmm. like I almost feel like if if a team like uh, Miami can go and grab Messi, like they should be trying to get some of these stars too because it's. It's working wonders for them right now. Messi's killing it out there. They're, like We've been seeing nothing but Messi everywhere. We haven't seen uh, Ronaldo at all, you know, Cristiano at all. We haven't seen Neymar at all until he got paid. You know what I mean? Like Really, right now, soccer is all about Messi. And it was about Mbappe when they were talking about his million, his billion-dollar contract. But after he said no to that, now he's gone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think this might – this could be the, the the bigger wave, right? Like if they can, because Messi got a bunch of money too. Like he got hella paid too, you know. Right. I mean? Not like those guys though, because right, they, right. They so much. They that's why they offered him like stock too in the team and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Trying to make up for that, but but uh, but yeah, man. I think I don't know. The Saudi leagues, I, I it could catch on. I don't know if it does, but it could. But uh, I like what Messi's doing, man. I think I think Messi made the right move for his career when he when he did what he did. Yeah. No, I feel you for sure. Um, definitely Messi has been the bigger news, especially around here. He scored eight times in five matches so far with the squad. And yep. then, you know, they're doing big things. You know, they keep having the um, comebacks and these dramatic wins. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely paying off for him. Um, um, Alex says two years, $100 million, But that's the thing, though. They paid $100 million just for the transfer fee. Neymar is going to get two years, $300 million. Yeah, so there it's a total of 400 million, but 100 million is going to go to PSG for the transfer fee, and then he's going to get two years, 300 million. So that's 150 million dollars a year. That's so insane. Um, so the money out there that is, I mean, man, maybe for some of these guys, the lifestyle, like super lifestyles of the rich and famous type of thing, like living out there, like Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that will catch on, but to me, that's that's really crazy. Um, Unk asks, how good is Erling Holland? He's really good. <laughs> He's really good. Uh, He's really, really good. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, Their first game, I, I put him down for two goals, and he hit two goals. He's the first two goals, man. He, he cast out for me mad quick, so he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But I do uh, – it is sad, though, Man City, um, their guy, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he um, hurt himself, and he's going to be out like three to four months, and he's really like a park, a big key to Man City's attack. So we'll see how he does. Um, Anthony West says, I think a guy in his prime like Mbappe going to one of those leagues would have to happen, man. And they tried to make it happen. Yeah, they did. They tried hard. But I guess, you know, shout out to Mbappe for basically just turning that down. Like, he's yeah. like, nah, I'm good. But that would have been crazy amount of money. He probably wouldn't even have felt safe, like, to go anywhere. Exactly. So... Um, all right, but yeah, that's some soccer news for us. What else we got? A little bit of golf. Uh, Justin Thomas actually missed the FedEx Cup, um, being able to participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs by one spot. The top 60 got to participate, and he ended up 61st after mm-hmm. the tournament a couple weekends ago. Um, but I definitely wanted to mention our, our boy, um, and dang, now I just forgot his name. Um, but our boy here, um, <laughs> and I'll have to look up his name right now, but he's won the last two tournaments. Um, and so he was actually like 102nd in the FedEx playoffs. He won the last tournament of the year to get into the FedEx playoffs, and now he won the first 
uh, the first playoff tournament as well. So he's up to like fifth in the standings from 102nd two weeks ago. So that's super, super legit. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk golf and also also to keep this thing going because our brother Marcus, you know, he's not with us, but he loves golf. So yeah. we definitely gotta keep keep golf, you know, in the in the in the rotation. And that's Lucas Glover, my bad, who's won now the last two tournaments and now shot up the FedEx playoff standings. But for him, it's crazy to think that like his money situation has dramatically changed, and now he has a chance at like twenty million dollars in this next tournament and, and part of this big prize pool. So, um, you know, shout out to him, man, getting hot at the right time. Um, so, uh, you know, congratulations to him. And they also say he might even make the Ryder Cup. Yeah, so, definitely. That'd be dope. Definitely. Um, I think that's it, though. Um, one other thing I did have on here is this Pin Entertainment and ESPN. We're, we have a lot of time to talk about this, but I something I want to definitely keep an eye on. And this is – a merger or basically ESPN is like taking or Penn Entertainment is like paying ESPN to have the rights to their name and ESPN or Penn Entertainment is going to make basically a new sports book but they're going to turn mm-hmm. their sports book into it's going to be called ESPN Bet. Yeah. And so they're paying them 1.5 uh 1.5 billion dollars over the next 10 years to basically have the rights and have access to their personalities to do like little drops and little pieces of footage for the sports book. And then also to have the ESPN bet logo on and all of their, you know, um, over unders and all of their spending lines basically will be displayed across ESPN's family of networks. So really crazy deal to see, especially ESPN being owned by Disney that they're getting into the sports book arena. And especially like at this level. Yeah. But I think it just goes to show, like, that's where the money's at, right? Exactly. People are calling the money. And over the last, like, four or five years, like, sports betting has exploded one domino after another as, you know, the more states become legal. And I can see it becoming legal nationwide soon. And that's why so many people are trying to get in on the early part. Yep. Too much money to be made. Too much money to be made. But while I was researching this, I actually did come across, like, these little slide decks. It was like a presentation that they had. Yeah. And I don't know what this was a part of or how I stumbled across it, but it was actually interesting. So I pulled out this slide because I thought it was pretty cool, but it's kind of talking about the merger and like what each side is going to be bringing to the table. Um, and um, yeah, I just took a look at this PowerPoint slide. I was like, dang, this stuff is crazy. So I tried to pull this one out just to let you guys know like that they're like really deep into this and that the merger, you know, it is, is happening, but it will kind of slowly roll out. So I'll continue to try to be up on these PowerPoints so that we can, we can figure out the latest <laughs> as it happens. Um, but the last thing I do want to talk about too, real quick, is uh, Maui. You know, uh, Lahaina, Mana- uh, Maui. Uh, we definitely want to say prayers out. It's crazy to see this beautiful postcard and like this scene and like the the way it has changed uh, with the devastating wildfire out there. Um, definitely the people. Um, having to, you know, jump into the ocean, just basically drop everything, try to escape and not having too much warning is super sad. And um, so I just definitely wanted to take a second to just to say prayers, man, for, for Maui, because that, that situation is just insane. It definitely is. Yeah, man, it's, it's so unfortunate, man. So um, with that, though, I think we'll go ahead and wind this thing down. I don't want to leave it on a total downer, and I know it's too much of a switch up. 
But one more time, too, we do want to say happy birthday to our boy. <laughs> be top model out here. Well you know said. what I'm saying? Happy birthday to our boy, Strizzy, though. Um, you got anything fun planned that you want to share uh, with us? No, nah, man. No, Sam chilling. Uh, ordered me a new Apple Watch. <laughs> That's oh, nice. That's about it. But, you know, figuring out where we want to go eat or whatever. So I'll probably get out of here and go get something to eat with the family. But, you know, us and I'll never really make my birthday too big of a deal. Yeah, August, okay. August, so much more about the kids now, you know, Lily now, now, nowadays. But, um, I mean, I do appreciate the all the birthday love, though. I do, I appreciate all, yeah, for sure, man. And when we get a chance to get together, for sure, got a little something for you. <laughs> um, and uh, and definitely, you know, it'd be dope to just celebrate life, though. So, definitely, uh, reflect That's... on that and appreciate it because you never really know, you know, we never really know out here. Bless um, for another year, man. Bless for another year. Exactly, exactly. So um appreciate you, my boy. Um yeah. and um appreciate all the slackers out there rocking with us each and every week. We will be back soon. One more week closer to NFL football. We're definitely excited about that. We got secure the bag coming soon, so we'll have additional programming for y'all. And we're gonna have our pick'em league going up. So make sure that you guys are ready to participate in that so we yeah. can start building out our Super Bowl squares super early. So um that's what it is. Happy birthday one more time to my boy. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and get ready to get us out of here. Anything else you want to end on, Strizzy? No, man. That's it, man. You know, so make sure y'all see you back in next Tuesday. Same time, same place. That's what it is. It's your boy A-Dub. And your boy Strizzy. Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts, and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.